Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Rick Vallada joins us. He covers business for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000-square-foot clothing store and a whole lot more. For the cold days ahead, jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, thermal underwear, beanies, and merino wool socks. Big R. Hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always pleased to welcome back to the program Rick Vallada. He is the tourism and gaming reporter for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Always a pleasure to have you back on the program, sir. Welcome to my home office. Well, it's a very nice home office. You look very relaxed, considering that this week is going to be an incredibly busy week for you. Uh, we're, taping, we're taping this on the morning of January 8th. And CES is really already underway. Uh, you attended a press briefing for what's coming up this week. Uh, tell us what you learned. Well, uh, the, the buzzword of artificial intelligence is alive and kicking at CES. That was something that uh, a lot of different uh, folks were talking about in terms of how it's going to affect people, pros and cons. Um, but but the, uh, the the point of yesterday's was to actually get a little preview of some of the gadgets that are going to be displayed at this year's CES. And there were about uh, 300 uh, uh, different uh, companies that were placed in a in a uh, a hall at uh, at Mandalay Bay, which in itself was a was a kind of a nightmare considering that the football game was across the street. Oh my but, goodness. Uh, that was a, that was that's another story. But uh, the, the fact is, is that the uh, some of the things that uh, that I saw yesterday were pretty incredible, kind of a, a device that uh, helps you diagnose yourself and, and you 
connect to your uh, your medical professional. That was something that was kind of neat. An all electric uh, a motorcycle that was on display, um, and and uh, a number of other things that uh, there's just so many things at CES that it's kind of hard to pick out one or two. Now, is CES is the biggest convention of the year? It uh, this this past couple of years, it's been number two behind uh, SEMA, which is the uh, uh, the aftermarket, the automotive aftermarket show that happens in late October, early November. But uh, the, the numbers this year at CES are 130,000 people that are planned to be there. So it might just kind of bump itself back up into the number one position, uh, depending on what SEMA looks like. So let me ask you this about AI, because it seems to me that artificial intelligence has been around for quite a while. For example, um, and I'm going to set off everybody's phone here, but if you say hello Siri or whatever your uh, device is, that's artificial intelligence. Um, so many things that we deal with in our homes um, that we communicate in the same way are artificial, uh, artificial intelligence. Is that really a buzzword right now um, rather than being something that's brand new and that we should all be concerned about? Well, it's not brand new, and you're right; it's been around for quite some time. But I think that what the uh, what the the what's different now is that there's a more awareness of some of the things that could go wrong uh, if improperly used. Uh, then you know that's that's where I think people start to get a little bit nervous about things because they have they, they've known it's been in existence. They've they've actually used it and probably didn't even realize that they were using it. But then all of a sudden we start seeing some of the uh, examples of how uh, uh, artificial intelligence can go wrong and therefore uh, cause some problems that you didn't really anticipate. I, I don't know that this is something that's a, a, a huge issue or a huge problem, but it certainly it does have everybody's attention. One of the things that um, surprised me in a way at least, was for the Consumer Electronics Show to not include the Sphere as part of its deal. And they're saying because the cost was too high. Did James Dolan make a mistake or is he just putting out the word that if you want to use the Sphere, you're going to have to pay? I, I think it's the latter. They, uh, he, he does <laughs> want to make back the money that he, uh, that he invested into the Sphere, which was uh, much more than he anticipated was going to be the case. And like you, I was very surprised that uh, the Sphere wasn't somehow a part of the CES programming. Uh, we've been told for a long time about all the uh, attributes of the Sphere and how you can use, uh, you, you can have a bunch of different people who speak different languages in different parts of the building and the uh, sound will be beamformed directly to them so that they can understand without even having to put any headphones on. That I thought was a pretty cool uh, feature that would have been, you know, would have come in really handy for some of the CES because we've got 150 different countries represented at CES. So having that type of capability available to you seems like a no brainer. But uh, yet uh, when, uh, you know, when I spoke with uh, the, the CES hierarchy, they said that uh, uh, that it was just too pricey for them and they were going to uh, take a pass this time. I'm sure that a lot of people who are attending CES will go over to the Sphere, probably uh, take in the film that uh, that's being shown right now. 
but as far as a sponsored CES event, that hasn't happened and it doesn't appear it's going to happen this year. Uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Now, you and I have both uh, experienced the sphere, and I would recommend to anybody who's planning on being in Las Vegas uh, or lives in Las Vegas, uh, reserve your tickets to see that movie because it is definitely worth the price of admission. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about another big event that just passed. And there's been a lot of positive and a little bit of negative right after this timeout. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing. Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. $4 billion in local wages, $17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Rick Vallada. He covers business uh, for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Formula One, obviously a massive hit for the bigger properties that were part of the event, but a huge blowback from both the public, from businesses, and from other casinos that weren't in the middle of this, um, who didn't do nearly as well as they thought. And my initial thought on this was, well, it was the first year. Um, everybody's got to figure out how to make it work for them. What, what's your thought on this? Well, I, I think uh, at first, some of the uh, large properties kind of overshot things a little bit. They uh, expected there were going to be much more, uh, that people were going to be willing to pay much more for rooms when they uh, arrived. Um, and the, and the reason why I say that is because uh, when we were getting closer to the event itself, like maybe a month out, we were seeing prices reduced considerably at a number of different properties. Now, some of the properties didn't see that. Uh, I was speaking to some of the uh, executives at Wynn Resorts, and they had no, uh, they, they didn't reduce their ticket prices at all, or their ticket prices, their, their room prices at all. 
Um, but the, then the, some of the uh, big ticket places at uh, the Caesars properties, for example, uh, they did cut back by as much as uh, 50 to 75%, which seems like a lot. But then you start to consider that they were have offering packages for uh, $5,000 a night uh, to, you know, package deals, uh, which included tickets to the uh, the race event itself. Uh, but once you uh, started to uh, see those go down, you knew that they had kind of overshot things in terms of their ability to recognize just how popular this was going to be. As it turned out, though, everybody showed up. Uh, it was a, a pretty good event in terms of people coming here. And uh, the resorts that did benefit were very pleased with that. Uh, they made uh, tons of money. The uh, gaming numbers play show that. Uh, and, and a number of other uh, different amenities that are generally paid for when you go on a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, they did very well, but uh, some of the other ones, as you pointed out, did not do as well. All right, so first of all, do you know if Seas has actually sold that million dollar package they put out there several months ago? Did anybody I believe take that they, they did have some takers, but, but I don't, uh, I can't confirm that for sure, but I believe that that was the case. Um, it strikes me that, um, you know, when you look at NFR, the National Finals Rodeo, that that's a good example for the other properties of what Formula One can be, which is that if you go to the National Finals Rodeo, you may not have tickets to Thomas and Mac, but there are events at every casino uh, that are connected to uh, for, uh, NFR. And doesn't it strike you that that's what everybody else should be doing, especially the downtown casinos, is having events that accompany Formula One, not necessarily our Formula One. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's been something that uh, NFR is very proud of, is that they are the template for what a special event should be about. Um, uh, you know, obviously hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people over a 10 day period come for, uh, for uh, the rodeo, uh, but they only have you know, 11,000 seats that they sell every night. So it, the, the math doesn't add up. Well, the reason is because there are so many other extra auxiliary events that are very popular with some of the people that come, including country Western uh, performers. Uh, you, you, you usually can't find something that's not country Western that that uh, 10 day period, which is, you know, which is fine. And you see a lot of people wearing the hats, uh, a lot of people become uh, cowboys for uh, for a, for a week. Uh, it, it's all kind of fun, and uh, certainly it's uh, not lost on people that come here that don't have tickets to the rodeo that they're going to have a good time, even though they may not uh, be able to actually see it in person. There's so many resorts now that have the uh, closed circuit feeds of the rodeo itself, so uh, they, they're in there. They're in a, a a room with a lot of people who are. Uh, who are fans just like them. So it's a good time. Uh, you don't have to be in the arena to enjoy the NFR. All right, so, so hopefully that template works out. What about the business owners um, that complained? Um, uh, there was a, a one restaurant owner uh, put out a piece over the weekend, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure exactly which publication it came out in, um, but was talking that uh, he had lost millions of dollars of revenue uh, at his restaurant um, uh, over this period of time. Um, is, is there any discussion about what can be done to help businesses 
that gets shut down because of all the, the uh, planning and road work, and et cetera. And I know they don't have to pave the roads every year, but, but the whole setup is going to be back next year, and it's going to cause problems for these businesses. Any discussion about that so far? Well, uh, the, uh, the Clark County has uh, talked about having uh, a, a pretty rigorous report that kind of explains who won and who didn't win. And uh, certainly there's going to be a lot of interest in that. Uh, I believe there'll be some, some public meetings that will be discussing that uh, very topic and how uh, some of the businesses that didn't fare as well are going to be able to be compensated. Uh, I don't think anybody has come out and said, hey, we're going to write you a check uh, for the, some of your losses. But that is certainly something that the uh, some of the businesses that have been affected are talking about. Uh, is there a way that they... Those who did, gen, you know, did do very well during this uh, particular event, is there a way that some of the uh, revenue that's been generated can be moved over to some of those that that lost money? So it's still a wait and see situation to see what uh, what the final outcome of, of that is. But at least there's discussion going on, and as you pointed out, uh, next year probably won't be quite as bad because they're not going to have to close roads as early as they did this year uh, in order to do the paving necessary on the uh, the race course. Um, I talked to Mike Lawton the other day uh, via email, and he's going to come on the program next month and discuss uh, some of the numbers. Um, but uh, one of the things that stood out to me was that this was the second biggest month uh, for Las Vegas uh, gaming-wise. And, and the thing that struck me, what was the biggest month if this was the second biggest month? Well, it was actually earlier in the summer because... Uh, and, and here's the, the, the funny part about how numbers uh, are, are, are a part of the equation. The month of November, which is what, they're, what they were measuring, has 30 days, and the month of July has 31. That one extra day, believe it or not, does, uh, uh, has an impact on the overall picture. So uh, July of uh, 2023 was uh, the, the, the largest of the, of the months that uh, for for gaming uh, win, they call it. It's revenue that's generated by the casinos at the uh, tables and the slot machines. Uh, so even though it was not the, uh, the the biggest month ever, the only reason why is because there's one less day to to count. Isn't that crazy? That is yeah, it's amazing. And and the 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 fact that there was so much baccarat play, uh, it kind of reflects the uh, the audience that was in town. The European gamblers, that's their, their game of choice. So uh, you'll, you'll see that the, the Baccarat numbers were really high in November, and some of the others were not quite as high. Uh, but then when you have a general crowd that comes in July, you know, they basically uh, leisure tourist people that come in July, they'll play slots more often, they'll play uh, blackjack more often, and, uh, and Baccarat's not quite as uh, lucrative as it is when you have an audience specifically geared uh, like the the F1 crowd was. Do we have numbers available um, through the convention authority or elsewhere that show the revenue for uh, food, beverage, entertainment? Um, there, there are. Some, we we expect to see some of those numbers when the earnings reports are filed. Ah. Uh, so uh, we the LBCBA only does uh, uh, ADRs, which is uh, average daily room rates. And, um, uh, and and a few metrics that are surrounding that. Um, 
obviously there's going to be a lot more made in the food and beverage area and 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 gaming obviously uh but the uh, uh lbcba doesn't track that but uh, we do expect to see the, some of those numbers uh towards the end of this month when some of the companies that are uh publicly traded will be reporting their earnings reports they well, usually take it out a little bit more uh, in terms of what food and beverage looks like, what other uh, revenue sources look like. Right after uh, uh, the Formula One race, uh, we had Pat Mulroy on the show, uh, who's a board member of Wynn. And if we can judge by the grin on her face, it was a very good weekend for Wynn. Um, one last quick question here uh, in this segment. Um, so in the middle of all this, as if this weren't enough, the fountain blue opens. What are the initial reports you're hearing from the Fountain Blue? Well, the the, the Fountain Blue, uh, you know, it's been anticipated for, you know, more than a decade. So people had really high expectations. Um, and the, the property itself is beautiful. You go inside, they've got a lot of high ceilings. They've got a lot of artwork around. It's a, a, a really nice property, luxury uh, uh, targeted as far as getting people to come in that are, uh, of the higher income area. But as far as the uh, the property itself, I think that you some of the internal reports that we're not able to confirm indicate that they didn't do as well as they expected. But that's uh, that's probably part of the, uh, the process of getting a property opened. It's probably part of the process of kind of working out the bugs that uh, are involved whenever you have a big operation like Fountain Blue opening the doors. Uh, by comparison, Durango also opened, and that got excellent reviews. It was a pretty amazing that people were uh, very excited about a local's property that uh, is in a part of town that doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, casino traffic uh, to do as well as they did. And, and the, the reason why I think is that uh, uh, the Durango property had some features in it that we haven't really seen much of before. Lots of uh, floor to ceiling windows. It's a very bright and airy place. Uh, people just like that. They, they, they like the fact that you could uh, see across the casino and it's not really dark and dank. Well, you know, it's always funny when uh, a property opens and 15 minutes later, they're talking about their first expansion. Let's take another break and we'll be right back because there's one more little thing that's coming up for Las Vegas in the near future that you're going to want to hear about after this. Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. 
By taking a proactive approach, ProGroup can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, ProGroup moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. ProGroup Management, workers' comp that works for you. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we've talked about Formula One, we've talked about CES, uh, we've talked about uh, the opening of the Fountain Blue, and I'm here with Rick Vallada, who covers business, including tourism and gaming for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, you got this little thing coming up uh, here next month uh, called the uh, Super Bowl. And there's already talk about... <laughs> they're already talking about making this a regular part of the Super Bowl circuit in Las Vegas. Yeah, that would be something that, that uh, Las Vegas certainly would be in favor of. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> as, as, as you know, the, uh, uh, this, this, this game wasn't even supposed to even happen this year, which, which is all the more amazing to me. Uh, it was supposed to be in New Orleans, but uh, because of the dates of uh, Easter are a lot earlier this year, the Mardi Gras was affected in New Orleans. So they asked if they could be uh, pushed back a year, which they did. And Las Vegas instead became the uh, the site for, for Super Bowl 58. So um, the uh, planning process has been in place for uh, several months. And it looks like they're pretty much ready. This is going to be something that's going to be uh, even bigger, I think, uh, in many respects than F1 was just because there's so much more popularity. Uh, and it also is going to depend on which teams show up uh, for, for, that, for that game as to what, how big it's going to be. It's really been just an unbelievable year for Las Vegas. Now, I'm not talking about calendar year. I'm just saying the last year. And it just keeps going. And you've got so much more coming. An arena, another stadium. I mean, well, you know what this means, Rick? It means I'm going to be calling you and asking you to come back on the show on a regular basis, sir. So happy talk to talk to you, about it. Yeah, talk to you in February. How about that? That sounds good. All right. Rick Vallada, thank you so much always for doing this. We really appreciate it. Sam, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. And we'll be right back. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, Beautiful. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. 
7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next broadcast.